0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen Kalnasan. And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more.
0: Hey, are we here? Hey, yeah, I'm here. Hi.
1: I was just like good, good, good. <laughs> That's okay. Like deer in the hair was, Okay, wait.
0: <laughs> Well, it's, it's Monday, right?
1: <laughs> it is. It's Monday and it's Monday after a holiday weekend. So how was your holiday, Karen?
0: Oh, it was amazing. I love Father's Day for many reasons. Uh one, uh you know, I picked a great dad for my children and that makes me so happy. And part of the reason why I did is because my mom set a really good sa- example of that. Um So it was wonderful to celebrate my kid's dad. And it made me think back on my father who actually died 11 years ago. Yesterday, he actually died on father's day. Um, and that's the dad that actually raised me and he adopted me. So, um, he's very special to me. Um, and so we wanted to talk a little bit today about the gut, right? So, um, when I think about, um, my mom picking him as our dad, because, uh, We have a biological father that didn't work out with, and she was 18 when she met him. And you know, when you're 18, your gut is completely different than it is when you're 23, um, even though you're still very young.
1: It's not your gut that's different. It's the way we listen to our gut that's different.
0: Yeah, That's exactly right. (laughs) Right? That's a better way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... She was sort of, you know, and back in that time, it was in, you know, the 60s and 70s. So she was sort of a hot to trot divorcee. (laughs) And my dad um, that adopted us, who's really our dad, um, he was 23 years old. And, you know, people were like, what are you doing? You're marrying a woman that already has two kids and baggage. And my mom was concerned that maybe he wouldn't love us like she wanted him to or love us like uh, she loved us. But right away, um, he loved us. And we were his kids we never said step or dad you know uh they had a daughter together we never said she was our half sister we were all just a family and in fact um some of our cousins didn't even know we were adopted uh and so he he was just the most wonderful dad and he had a great way of you could just call him when you were in you were um questioning your gut or your space and you would say hey dad i have this problem and he would just say one word answer it's like yep yeah, well i guess you think You wouldn't say much, and then you'd leave going, thanks, Dad. That was such a great talk. I really appreciate it. So um, I took that example from my mom, and when I set out to find my partner, there was no doubt that somebody would have to be the best dad. And even if, God forbid, something happened in the future, I would never... um, I would never even consider dating anybody or thinking about dating anybody or anything like that if, if I didn't feel like they could love kids like that. Um, that's so important. And, and and I really feel like it's important to tell people out there, check check your gut. Listen to your gut on these things because I think we've seen in the world how that really affects people when you marry people that maybe don't love your kids. Like you. they need to be loved or you want them to be loved and really listen to that um, because it really does affect the kids and the community and, you know, everyone's life at large. So, and I know you've had some experience with that. You have a bonus dad as well, Sherry.
1: Yeah, no, I do. And, um, I'm so lucky it's, he was never a bonus dad because of marriage, but he was a bonus dad because uh, my family had its own, uh, dysfunction. And, (laughs) um, we were really, we were really lucky to have, um, and Sharon pop into our life when I was 16 and, uh, just step in and be that voice. And I've always called them my bonus mom and dad, Yeah, you know, so they've been around a long time and, uh, I, I just can't imagine life without them. And I agree with you. I've never liked that whole thing of step this or step that it's, um, Um, you know, families, if if we believe that things happen for a reason, and people come together for a reason, then these new people that are in our lives, these additional people in our lives are a bonus, right? They, They are a bonus. But, you know, and so you're so right about gut, you know, we wanted to talk about gut health today, and not just, um, you know, not just from a physical standpoint, because it's really important from a physical standpoint, but also from a a mental and a spiritual standpoint. So why don't you um, go ahead and, oh, and you know what? We also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some follow-up on uh, last week's podcast. So why don't you share with our listeners about that, Karen? Because that was really, it makes everything that we've gone through, all the fear and (laughs) worry and work, um, uh, worth it just in your story.
0: Thank you for, thank you for reminding me. Um, yeah. So like, you know, we've talked about what, what experiences do we want to give to people? What, what are we trying to achieve? Um, but after listening to the podcast, my mother-in-law, um, we, you know, we were talking about how when moms don't stop wearing bathing suits or people stop wearing bathing suits, it affects their life in a lot of ways and the people around them and kids just want to swim with their parents and grandkids just want to swim with their grandparents and she hadn't swam in 45 years the last time she swam was when my husband was five and she can't swim actually she's kind of scared of the water but she listened to the podcast and she borrowed a bathing suit from her friend and she came over and she surprised us and she put it on and she looked adorable <laughs> And she was very nervous and she got in the water. And um, I don't think we're ever going to get her out now, but it was the most fun day. And And my son, he almost acted like he was five again, like just having his mom in the water again. It was so cute. And you could see how she didn't realize how much it affected her life. And Mike didn't realize how much it affected his life as his mom, you know, not ever being in the water again since, you know, for 45 years. And my kids just got the biggest kick out of it. Plus, she just looked. So cute, and you could tell she loved it and thought, like, "What what have I been holding back for?" So,
1: oh my gosh, that was, that, that just makes my heart sing, right? It's yeah. Like,
0: so that's the good. That's what we're talking about. That's the intangible stuff that you can't really uh, put into words. But that's that made me feel great too. That I, I knew. Uh, we're doing we're doing something. We're we're making some sort of positive effect on people. So it was great, and I was happy to hear she's listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's cool. So, but you remind me quickly of a story I have to tell you. So my my grandmother, um, she was probably about my age now, and she probably had the extra weight about the same extra weight that I have now. And, um, which we're going to talk about more in a minute, but I remember Weight Watchers started, it was right when Weight Watchers came out and my grandma was so, you know, she had her scale and her cottage cheese and she did everything right. And and my guess is she lost probably about, I don't know, 20, 25 pounds and we hated it. It was like, where did our grandmother go? And she was (laughs) so proud of herself and excited to, you know, wear the clothes she wanted to wear she was always such a stylish lady. And, but it was just, I, I, in retrospect, I feel bad because it's like, we miss our grandma. (laughs) So, so it's just a reminder that people don't care, you know, as Maya Angelou always said, it's not, it's, it's, it's how, it's how you make people feel is what they remember. Not, not how you looked in the bathing suit. That's
0: interesting. It kind of reminds me of a story too, um, that I'll just share. So I used to be a lot heavier. Actually, my heaviest weight was 264 pounds and I lost a bunch of weight. Um, and people would come up to me and first of all, go, Oh, Oh no, I don't like this. And second of all, I didn't know you were heavy before. I didn't even know that you had all that extra weight, which was kind of interesting And it really threw people for a loop and they were like, you're too skinny. We don't like this. It's unhealthy. Like it really threw off everyone's equilibrium and it kind of, it bummed me out in the same way. Like, wow, I, I lost all this weight. I feel great. I was expecting, you know, like, uh, unfortunately that's one of the reasons why we do it. Right. Cause you fantasize in your head, how great everyone's going to think you look. Right. But it was the total opposite. Um, of course nobody wants me to be unhealthy, but people, it really threw them off. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it's right. kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: I'm going to mute real quick cuz my phone is ringing and I can't turn it off. Um, okay. So why don't you start talking about the um, sure what your gut okay, health you're Yeah.
0: Yep. So uh today we wanted to talk about gut health and a gut check and one of the ways um some of the ways that you can kind of check your gut and listen to your gut um psychologically. And basically a gut check um there's kind of uh, you hear maybe it was first started in the army or even it's a tennis term. Um, and the tennis term is sort of strange. The reason why it was a tennis term is they actually used um, gut intestines to make the strings. So they said, <laughs> check, check the strings on your tennis. But um, basically a gut check psychologically, psychologically is in an evaluation or a test of a person's resolve, commitment of priorities, and typically uh, in respect to your actions and how you, um, move in the world physically and mentally. Um, and it's important to, it's not, it's not really a judgment. It's more how you feel and more how you see the world rather than, um, and there, there are some biases to it, but you can sort of check your gut and see how you're feeling. And they always say, you know, that is the truest, uh, truest sign of how you're feeling. But most of us, uh, I guess we don't trust it. So, um, there's been a lot of different uh, studies about checking your gut um, in different universities. And one study that I found was very interesting um, about gut checking. It's, it's basically like you detect how you're feeling in a situation and then you reflect how you feel about it. And then you reject any part that may have some sort of biases or negative thoughts. And then you um, project into the world a better, a better thought pattern or a thought pattern based on more of a sense of feeling of positivity and seeing things clearly. So you just kind of run through those things, um, in situations. Have you ever had a situation where you, uh, you felt like uh, your gut was trying to tell you something, but you completely ignored it. You didn't um, detect what was happening. <laughs> Can you give, maybe give us an example? Yeah. I mean, I've already had like, 10 today. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I'll go back just even to the magazine. And yeah. um, I'll say that this has been a positive one. So where my head was telling me, what the hell, um, this makes no sense. But my gut was saying, no, I, this, you know, I just felt so compelled like, uh, this is what I want to do, what I want to do. And and even the podcast, it's like, oh my gosh, what do we know about podcasts? Right, <laughs> right. But, right. but there was, there's something about it, um, something about it that just says, no, it's the right thing to do for whatever reason. And I think the story you just told about your mother-in-law was just priceless. Um, and to that, you know, we're, we're getting stories like that every day. So yeah. So and we also yeah. So something so our guts are working for us. Okay.
0: So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to leave for a second. My cat is locked in here. I'm sorry. I gotta let him out. <laughs> Hold okay. okay. You, right. you're going to, so why don't you talk a little bit about um how you detect how you detect what your gut's saying to you and how maybe how you listen to it a little bit more. Um
1: okay. because I
0: I think um you know, we sort of ignore the signs and maybe some of the, what the, some of the signs are, I'll be right back.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, the, um, uh, it's not that we sort of ignore them. It's like, we majorly ignore them. I think what happens is like, I'll even, I'll just speak for myself is that we get so busy um, with what uh, just keeping up with life that just gets so busy that, that we don't take the time to listen or, if we hear it Because you can tell it. I mean initially you can tell the difference But over time we just get so that we just don't even hear what our body's telling you So there was something I heard the other day that I thought was fascinating It was and you you know, karen we've talked about this about just the fact that We as human beings exist is a a miracle. I mean like it's, it's like a trillion gazillion odds in one that um we would you know the sperm and the egg would collide and actually here we are yeah so that in and of itself is a miracle but then the other thing is is that we get this body This body that's so it's a miracle when you just stop when you start looking at what our bodies do on a minutely basis you know these five trillion cells or however many there are that are all kind of working together to keep us going and And so we get, we're gifted with this perfect body that can do all these things beautifully. And then we, as people, human beings, and just living our life, just spend all this time, um, uh, I don't want to say destroying it, um, you know, unintentionally sabotaging ourselves in all kinds of ways. And so, you know, we do this mentally, we do this physically, we do this spiritually by just not paying attention.
0: And you and I, we also talked about how your, your, each of your organs have a brain, like your, your brain is a brain, right? But also your gut has a brain, your other organs have a brain, and we tend, and our heart has a brain, Our, our we tend to want to listen to our heart brain and not our brain brain or vice versa, right? So right. we sort well, of talk ourselves in and out right. of things,
1: right? Right. And so, um, and one of the the ways, so if we kind of look at, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about kind of listening to your gut and and you can tell the difference right when you're when something's not right you you feel, you don't feel well your your energy is low you're anxious you're all kinds of things and so what i'm learning from um from the physical side is that if your gut health isn't good it can cause anxiety and it can yeah. cause it, it can cause um fibromyalgia and other kinds of illnesses that are really hard to put on a diagnosis on, but you know, you just don't feel well. So, um, so anyways, if you're kind of okay with that, let's talk a little bit about the physical side of gut health. Is that, yeah. that work for you?
0: Yeah. And then, um, maybe we can just go back to a little bit about, um, the detection, reflection, rejection, and projection too. Let's just, um, yeah. Oh, let's so talk about, no, let's yeah. talk
1: about that now. So okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, For the detection part. So you just, the thoughts that you're having, um, you just have to ask yourself, what is triggering, um, these thoughts in me, um, and and in this situation. So you just kind of reflect, you just kind of detect it. Like why, why am I feeling this way? And why is this, uh, coming like just just acknowledge it, how you're feeling. Um, and then reflect on your thoughts. Are you are you panicking? Are you forcing thoughts down? Are you pushing it down? Or are you letting them come naturally? Um, again, and just letting things um, happen um, organically. And, and, and again, just listening to your body and reflect on um, why this is happening, why you're thinking this way, um, and how your body's feeling. And then reject any of the negative biases you may be having, and then replace them with possibilities of po- uh, positive scenarios. Um, uh, like for example, say you get out of a car to look at a beautiful mirror, mural on a wall and a group of children, a group of say teenage boys come up to you and you might feel one way or the other way, um, and process that. Do you feel nervous? Do you feel scared or do you feel excited to see young children looking at a mural? How do you feel? Um, and kind of, uh, you might be frightened. Like why is a group of teenage boys coming towards me? Um, but then if you really reflect on what's happening and put your feet in the ground and be rooted say, Oh, they, they might be coming to look at the beautiful mural as well to share this experience. So, um, it can be a beautiful thing. And then you can reject what, why did I feel like they, why did I feel nervous or they might be coming towards me to hurt me. And they really just wanted to look at art. So, um, it it just opens for more possibilities and willingness um, to listen to yourself and listen to your gut um, and to see it in a different light.
1: So, and one of the, one of the things I heard um, that I, that I kind of, I try to live by is that um, our, our, our biggest self, right. Our biggest self, we like to say our true (laughs) self, our divine self. Yeah, will always look at things from love. And so if you're feeling something, and it feels good, it feels good, then you know that that's kind of coming from your higher self. And if you're feeling something and kind of to your point, and it doesn't feel good, then sit with it. Right? Just kind of yeah. like you said, and, 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 pay attention and say, what, what's really going on here, right?
0: Exactly. So
1: is this a, an idea that I have, or is this, you know, some belief that I have, that's not serving me well, it's limiting me, or is this really my higher self saying, or is this really my gut saying, you know, this is, this is not, this is not a direction that you want to pursue or whatever.
0: Exactly, and if we, you know, if we seek to do this in every moment um, and change our biases and give us our, a gut check, it can lead to compassionate um, acceptance to society and um, put more love in the world and less hate. Um, just in, tr- uh, just ask yourself, what are you assuming in every a moment, um, and and then project that into the world. Just um, and maybe. Maybe, in that situation, um just sharing the oh i'm so I'm so glad kids are looking at art, just sharing that vibe out to say the group of children that you might have been afraid of or the teenage boys or whatever that you felt like, oh, I don't understand what's happening um maybe they would feel like uh they would they would pick up on that and they would feel okay rather than um pick up the bias that you're giving them and sending them that message so. Hopefully, if we can do this in every moment, it'll, it'll change the um, scope of uh, how we how we move in the environment and how we uh, affect people and ourselves.
1: Well, and the and I think that we should come back to the the thing is that we were given this gift. You know, right. it's it's like our, our bodies came with this gift of right. uh, this intuition, this intuitive thing. If we stop and pay attention to it, so one and- of the th-
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to finish with one thing. So we all have the power to examine our own self um, and take steps towards a positive um, inclusiveness for the future. So remember that you do have that power. um, So keep checking your gut and use that power in a positive way.
1: Yeah, no, that's great, Karen. It makes such it makes such beautiful sense. So, um, so, okay. So we've got the mental health. I mean, not the mental health, our, our intuitive gut health, right? Or mm-hmm. gut check. So then there's the physical side, there's, there's the, the, the real physical what's happening in our bodies. And so um, I don't, I was a, did you, did you know that 70% of your immune system, uh, immune system cells reside in your gut?
0: I did not know that. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, so there's a lot going on in our gut that controls how we feel. And like I said earlier, that um, anxiety, if our gut's unsettled, it can produce anxiety in our brain. And also if our brain's unsettled, if there's anxiety in our brain, it can it can um, induce uh, issues in our gut. But one of the things that really got my attention was that I learned that for a 150 pound person, Uh
0: 27
1: pounds can be of weight can be because your gut, um, your gut garden is off. And and it's not like, you know, at first I thought when I first said that, I go, oh, my gosh, you know, you're just full of poop. But um, that's (laughs) not.
0: I've been told that before. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe with a different little (laughs) language, but, Um, but but the, but the truth is it's not just, it's, it's not just in your belly. It's all over. And so one of the things that um, I had learned when I was at a conference with uh, physicians, it started good fat life actually was this woman had told me um, that she was a doc and she said, and she was also, she was an MD and a naturopath. And she said, um, and she was an Asian. So she st- studied both East and West matters. And she said, the fact that you have a belly tells me that you've got gut issues. Interesting. And, and I always, you know, I, I always remembered that. But I will tell you, since COVID hit and we had to slow down and and just be more, uh, I mean, more mindful, I guess. And And it dawned on me how much control... I have of what I put in my mouth because no, I'm not just running and dashing and eating eating when I can because I was just um, busy a lot and traveling a lot. It's like, no, we're home now. You know, I am make every single bite of food that goes in my mouth, and that was really fascinating because what I found is that I'm doing lots of things wrong. You know, sabotaging myself and the the um uh but the, the thing that's that's unsettling it up um about is that you know we have this gut microbiome and it's real and it has a yeah. big impact on our health. I mean people you know if you have bloating or you have um discomfort you know diarrhea or constipation and lots of people have issues um and just don't feel good. And, um, but the other part of it is, so I said, okay, I want to learn more. Well, it's downright confusing. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it
0: really is. You know,
1: I started kind of like looking for, um, you know, credible sources. Um, and I, you know, I mean, today I got a like 10 page email from, uh, a source that I had signed up for talking about, poop. And if you order this magic <laughs> miracle product, you know, for, I don't even know, probably 1990. No, it's probably more than that. Then all of your gut issues will disappear. Well, the truth is, it's not that simple. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it is,
0: it's it's you know, not simple to not try to laugh every time you say poop. I have to be honest.
1: <laughs> well, but, but, the, but also the truth is, you know, I have found some really wonderful, um, Medical um, medical support and mm-hmm. um, some some fabulous resources and so but I've just made the decision for 2020 I'm going to be really mindful right and I'm going right. to follow these protocols and you do a lot of elimination to see what has an impact on you and that's the way you figure it out it's because everybody's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, you know? and one person will say, you know, you know, just eat vegan, and the next one will be eat all meat, and the next will be um, eat a Mediterranean diet. And the truth is, is we're all different, and so what works for you may not work for me, or it may yeah. work, you know, may work beautifully. So those are the things that um, you know. I I just uh, want to, I guess, communicate on this gut thing is that we get to choose, um, our body, you know, if 27 pounds of the weight that I've got is, um, and that's all the extra weight that I've got. And if that's because my gut's not healthy, then I want to figure this out.
0: Yeah. Where have you, um, what have you found that's been the most successful for you so far?
1: Um, well, it's been kind of, a, a, the first thing is just being honest with what's working and what's not working, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's um, tests that you can take that say, um, you know, your body should respond um, and, you know, we'll go back to poop. You should have a certain kind of poop once a day, every day. And if mm-hmm. you don't, something's not right. And I used to think that that was just a bunch of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the but then, you know, the, um, the evidence shows differently. And so I'm taking the time now, taking the time and I found some great, um, like I said, me- uh, medical support, alternative and um, my doctor support, helping me kind of eliminating things working through it. Um, And some great resources. There's some wonderful online courses that are really credible. Mm -hmm. So, so those are things and that idea, darn it. I control every bite I put in my mouth. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Sherry, um, back to sort of the psychological part about it is that um, really food and um, food interaction is really the first experience we experience in life. And that really is the first experience of love, feeding with your parents or your mom or breastfeeding. Um, and when we take that experience away and we just mindlessly eat, um, it really does affect our minds and our guts. Um, and so I'm so glad that you're taking a moment and reflecting and really thinking about it. And in, in, in other countries where they don't have a lot of money or a lot of food, they might be healthier. Um, and I keep hearing over and over again that, you know, they, they serve their food with love. Right. And you you had talked about also how you, when you sit down to eat, you sort of thank everybody in the process of the food. So I think being mindful of how this is going to affect your body um, and why you're eating is so important.
1: Well, you hit on one big thing that, um, that is in the medical research, um, is that, Mindful eating is a huge deal, so how we how we eat i'm just looking kind of for my notes how we eat is just as important as what we eat I mean who knew and and how many of us um, how many of us just grab and go you know? right we, we grab and go or we're we're frustrated or we're sad or we're all these other things and we eat to provide comfort, um, emotional comfort and stuff, but it's not it's not mindful.
0: Right. It's just empty calories and it just leads to more.
1: And even if it's good food, even if it's, you know, cauliflower or whatever, it's (laughs) still, still the environment that we're putting it into is not, um, is not serving us. So I'm so glad you brought that up because that was a point I wanted to make is the mindfulness is a huge, huge thing. So, so to me, those, those two things, I really, I am paying attention to what it is that I eat and the impact on my body. And the second thing I'm really paying attention to is how I eat.
0: That's what I was just going to ask you. Um, Are you finding that eating slower helps or were you finding that maybe you're eating too fast? I know I certainly eat way too fast.
1: Right. And so uh, apparently if you eat with, if you eat with people, you'll eat slower but if you don't pay attention, you'll eat more. Okay. Right? Because we're just eating. So so there's there's a lot of little nuances and things that we can pay attention to. Um, and they're all in our control if we just pay attention. So yeah. here's here's one thing I did find is that so you know it's no secret I love red wine, right? <laughs> yeah. So so I wanted to see though the impact that red wine has on me. So I said, okay. Because it's, you know, it's caloric. So I said, okay, I'm going to stop drinking red wine for a while. Well, I'm not kidding. Within three days, it wasn't that I stopped drinking adult beverages. Right. I just want to be clear. I just (laughs) switched, right? Yeah. Actually, I switched to coconut tequila with lime, which is amazing. Oh,
0: that sounds, yeah. (laughs)
1: um, Yeah. Um, So, but anyways, I found that when I stopped drinking the red wine, I stopped snacking at night.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It not that yeah. interesting?
1: It's like mm-hmm. there's something in the red wine that made me want a snack, where if I drink the tequila, I'm just not interested.
0: Or you so. just don't remember that you had a snack.
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <Tequila>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know. But, but, but isn't that just fascinating that that it one is. that one food can have such a shift? Um, it so, is. you know, it's just playing yeah. with it.
0: So. Well, what's interesting for me is that, um, you know, in the past where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be good, I'm going to be healthy. And then I have one sip of an adult beverage. I'm like, oh, you know, diet, it healthy, smelly, you know, like you sort of uh, get that brain where you're like, well, I, I guess it's fine. You know, you feel good about everything. So it's, it's again, it's important to be mindful. Um, and I think the one of the great things about how uh, sort of everyone's sort of a mixologist right now, and they're taking the time to make these lovely drinks. Um, You really want to enjoy that drink because it took, you know, 15 minutes to make it or, you know, people are like doing all these things with sugar cubes and stuff. So you see the love put into these drinks and you're like, Oh, I just want to enjoy this. Someone put so much craft and uh, beautiful uh, artistic work into this drink, So I really want to enjoy it, you know?
1: No, that's a really that's a really good thing. So you're being mindful, right? Yeah, you're mindful to enjoy it. So there's just, um, th- there's just so much research and uh, uh, reasons now for us to pay attention, to, you know, to what's going on in our gut, you know, physically emotionally and spiritually. Um, it's a big deal. And, and now that we're kind of like slower, our lives are slower, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we can just be more aware.
0: Now I'm just curious, uh, this is coming off the top of my head. Have you, um, have you experienced that maybe red wine was bothering you more because you were drinking it consistently and that it's, uh, your body sort of builds up some sort of resistant towards it rather than trying something new and maybe it's sort of a honeymoon period in your body or have you researched on anything like that?
1: You know, that's a great question, Karen. I have no idea. I honestly okay. have no idea. Um, but I, uh, you know, these are, those are things I, like I said, I'm just going to take 2020 and, and just say, this is my year to really pay attention to my gut and see what happens. And I really do believe that our bodies are wired, you know, our bodies are wired to be, to be, um, heal itself. And yes, um, it, you know, if, if we, if we give it what they need. So I just want to, to do that, to say what to hey body, what do you need, and let's figure this out. So I like that. We'll see. Um,
0: yeah, have you found that um, your family or um, your uh, husband is enjoying the recipes more because you're taking more time and being more mindful? Or are are they eating the same things with you? Or are you eating differently than them? Or
1: no, no, that's a really interesting question. I would say. Um, we're having a lot of fun with cooking now. Um, we're just, you know, with trying new spices and foods and things that maybe we hadn't before. Uh, I didn't realize how easy it was to get in a rut with food.
0: Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah.
1: You know, I guess I just didn't because we were busy and coming and going, and we ate out a lot more. And and, and we eat at home now, right? So it's been. Um, we're having fun. I mean, Good. we're really having fun. Yeah.
0: What's fascinating to me is when I go to the grocery store or someone else's house, they have completely different food. And it's like, where are you finding this? Why am I not buying this? I, I never even think to put these things on my cart. It's sort of fascinating, you know. And then you might try something at someone else's house and then you start adapting that to you. But um, it's very curious um, how different people's carts are if you look around the grocery store or in people's homes or cupboards it's kind of interesting, you know, I know.
1: it's, you're yeah. right. It's fascinating. And so, I mean, that, that's just been a really fun and it's fun, right. To try new stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think that, um, in the past growing up, especially our generation before one meal was made and you ate that meal, no matter what, right. And you ate all of it and you didn't, um, ask for different or more. That was it. And it seems like now, um, families are, I know in my family, I'm sort of a shorter cook. We're all eating something differently, which seemed like a bad thing at first. I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those families that caters to everyone in the family, but it sort of goes to what you're saying. We are all wired differently. We are all needing different foods or craving different foods or wanting different foods, and they are affecting us all differently. So maybe it's a good thing to be more open, um, and to try to follow each person's individual body, and also make something as a group. You know, um, I think it's really interesting.
1: It, no, that's and, and that's a great point too. And and that's I'm finding that if um, that we can do that, right? It's not that hard, right? So you can provide kind of a, a little bit of a smorgasbord, and people can choose. Um, like if if you make a salad, people get to choose what they want in their salad, um, and and carbs. I mean, I can choose to eat, I might eat a sweet potato and my husband might have pasta Um, and that's fine. It's, it's an easy thing to do, but um, it's intentional and planning. You just have to plan a little bit.
0: We, uh, we, uh, first of all, I love the word smorgasbord. That's one of my favorite (laughs) words. (laughs) And we, we, we always, uh, well, not always, but mostly um, birthdays and get togethers, we are all about like, we'll have a burrito breakfast bar or a taco bar or a salad bar. We're all about the bars and the toppings. Um, and we, like my son for his birthday, he wanted to have a grilled cheese bar. So we had, you know, tomatoes and avocados and bacon and each person made up their own sandwich and then we grilled it. And it was also a fun activity to do with that. Oh, everybody. yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and a couple of weekends ago we had a breakfast burrito bar and we had different proteins and different, um, vegetables and some people are pe- pescatarians and some people are vegetarians and some people are just meat eaters. And it was fun to see how people created their food. And it, it sort of opens a dialogue of people talking about food and what they're eating and why they're eating it. And, oh, I never would, oh, you put that on there. I'm going to go try that now. You know, so it kind of opens your experiences up to people and food. Um, and what I find fascinating is, I don't know if you've ever encountered this, cherry, but it seems like anybody that's gone gluten-free or becomes a vegetarian, somehow they tell you in the first seven seconds that you meet them. <laughs> and you're kind of like, I don't know why you're, t- why, why, why do I know this about you already? But, um, it's really important, right? It's really a part of your health and part of your uh, who you are and your personality. Um, so it's important to listen to these things and other people's food stories, right? and you can learn about them and yourself.
1: That no, that's a great point. I love that. I'll watch for that now. <laughs> yeah. um, but you want to know, you want to know, right? Yeah, because if I'm yeah. inviting somebody um, when we get to invite people over again, I want to know what they, what food they prefer. Yeah. Um so so well good. So you brought up, I think, um, is there anything else that you wanna you wanna say about all this? Um, just
0: you know, I think the mindfulness is so important um for your body and your mind. Um and uh just physically gut check how you're feeling when you're eating and mentally, and then also in your family and your friends, um what you're serving them, how they're feeling after. Um And just, you know, be open and willing to hear and experience uh, other people's food stories. I think a lot of times, especially when you entertain, uh, you have people over and it feels stressful because they might have different dietary issues, but sort of try to honor that um, and and really hear what they're trying to do for their body um, and help them achieve that. And, you know, maybe take a cue from that.
1: Okay. All right. And I would just like to finish up. Um, so, you know, we like to be, um, intentional and aligned with the, the, um, our, uh, goals, if you will. So my meditation for the last 21 days has been with, uh, Oprah and Deepak Chopra have one on getting unstuck. And so my thought was, um, you know, if my gut's not working right, there must be stuck. It must be stuck in some, some way. So I've been listening to that. Well, today's meditation was great. Um, Oprah quoted from her, one of her favorite books or, um, was from, uh, uh big magic. So a healthy gut is one that's flowing. Right. And so one of her, uh, Favorite passages is in Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So, sounds like a wonderful book. I'm adding that to my reading list. Yeah. And in that, um, Elizabeth Gilbert asks to herself, and she says, And what is it you want, dear one? And the answer is, More wonder, please. I love that. So, I just thought, you know, more wonder, please. Let's just go and find more wonder. Um, more wonder in our guts, gut health, and just more wonder in our life.
0: Um, can you give us an example of how you're, how's that showing up in your life now that you've heard that expression? Sherry? It,
1: it, it changes. Um, it changes for where I could feel overwhelmed. And like, maybe, oh, I can, you know, like, oh, I'm, have I'm not gonna drink red wine or whatever, but more wonder please, more wonder, please is just <laughs> like, you know, oh my gosh, what's possible? It just yeah. makes me feel good.
0: It but, feels limitless, right? You just just and the curiosity, right? So yeah, wonder is such a beautiful thing. And I think that's why children are so great, right? Because they they wonder all the time, you know. I know probably when your kids are little too. It's all why, why, why. It's all wondering, right? Right. And that's so right. wonderful to get back into that space, um, right? And wonder with food and wonder too. Also the possibilities. Like, I wonder what it would like to feel uh, my gut health to be perfect every day. How that would change your life, right? Right. So, no, that's a great. That's that. a
1: great way to end it. I wonder. I wonder what that and and Karen, that's exactly. Um that's exactly why I'm doing this is cuz I wonder what that would feel like. Yeah. Right? And I so. yeah, exactly. And I and I wonder
0: what, what that's going to look like for you and I look forward to um seeing that.
1: Right. And for, for all you. of us. For all of us, yeah. Okay. Well, bye for now. Bye and for now. Thank week. you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bye-bye
0: this has been karen kalmasan
1: and sherry richards
0: thank you for joining us on our collective today and inspired good fat life please join us on facebook at inspired good fat life be well until next time